I'm Alan Taylor, and today we're talking with Bob Proctor, and he is, well, he's one of America's greatest prosperity teachers. He's written a lot of books, he's done a lot of good for people, and he's helped a lot of people get rich, change their lives, and have happier lives. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alan. Good to be here. You have a new book that just came out just a couple of days ago, December 29th, The Art of Living, but you have the ABCs of Success that will have all those essential principles that hopefully you can teach us. You have The Secret. The one thing that's very interesting to me is how you bring up Napoleon Hill's book. I watched a video of you a little bit ago, Think and Grow Rich, how that man had such a impact on your life and how you now... What do they say the the teacher is the student? Now you were the student, now you're the teacher, but are you still a student of somebody's teachings like Napoleon Hill's book? Do you still go back to that book? So I, I carry that book with me wherever I go. I love it. I read that book every day. I have for 55 years. Oh my gosh, look at that. Yeah. Well, this is just exciting. I, I called my friend Scott Duffy, who is on the show a lot, and he was like, oh my gosh. I mean, so you are one of these guys in the lives of people that you're like one of their heroes. So I was going to ask you who your hero is, and, and we all have you know more than one, but you must love this Napoleon Hill, right? Well, I do, and another old radio man is Earl Nightingale. Mm. I worked with Earl for five years, but I've studied Hill since 1961. Wow. Hill and Carnegie, you know. You know, you, you talk about Carnegie. It brings up a story in my mind, and, and I'm, I'm Mr. Storyteller, forgive me, but I have to do it. I was driving down the highway with a friend one time who had inherited a lot of money from his father. And he was living his life and going along and buying properties and doing things. And he says to me, I got Dale Carnegie's course and I'm listening to it. And I said, oh, yeah, how is it? He says, it's it's unbelievable. And he says, and I owe you an apology. And I said, what are you talking about? He said, I owe you an apology. I said, for what? He said, because, you know, you're you're always happy and you're always, you know, the glass is always half full and one of those kind of guys. And he says, and I've always kind of, you know, judged you and resented you a little bit for that. He says, but he goes, really, after listening to these things and, and literally the guy got a tear in his eye because he was so disturbed because we were friends. But he, he kind of saw a little something about himself in that moment, which I really thought was neat. The fact that he could actually say this to me. But he was frustrated that I was always so happy because, you know, but that's a choice I make, Bob. I look at life and I go, well, what's the old saying where I was sad when I had no shoes till I saw a man that had no feet. So I look at life like that. I am just lucky to be alive. Somebody posted on Facebook, what are you going to do for the new year? What are your goals? And I said, live with a smile. And I just thought, you know, I, I'm just happy to be alive. So that's the way I live my life. And I think I'm looking at so much that you have done. Attitude is everything. Is it not? You know, if you've got the right attitude, it doesn't matter what happens. And if you've got the wrong attitude, it doesn't matter what happens. That's right. Attitude, it'll make or break you. Earl Nightingale recorded a message on that he called the magic word. And it is a magic word because, you know, attitude stirs everything. Like your attitude, the average person doesn't even know what attitude is. You know, they've had an idea. But I've studied into this, and your attitude is everything about you, really, because it's your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. There's an energy, a spirit, I believe, flows to and through us. And when it comes into our consciousness, it has no form. And we've got the ability to choose our thoughts. So we choose a thought. And that thought is very powerful. 
thought waves or cosmic waves penetrate all time and space. So when we think we send that charge of energy into the universe, as we internalize it, then we send a vibration from our feelings, and those feelings are expressed through the body, so it controls our actions. So there, we're triune beings. We live simultaneously on three planes, and attitude is the expression of all three planes. Oh. And whatever you send out, universe yeah. sends back. That's and right. That's just the way it works. We're talking about, it sounds to me like, the science of getting rich. I'm Alan Taylor. We'll be right back. Our special guest today is Bob Proctor. He's got a brand new book out. Just came out December 29th called The Art of Living. Well, you know, it was fun. First of all, thank you for being on the show with us. The Science of Getting Rich. I love that you have that going on simultaneously with The Art of Living. I would like to push those two together and call it The Art and Science of Living and Getting Rich. <laughs> I'll do a seminar with you for that one. <laughs> You're hitting it right on the nose. Okay, well, let's talk about it. The movie The Secret was based on the book, The Science of Getting Rich, that Wallace Waddles wrote way back 1903 or something like that, 1913. And there actually is a science of getting rich, and it's rather sad that, that we don't really understand it. You can go through our educational system and learn nothing about earning money. You could have a doctor's degree in economics and not learn how to earn money. There's a lot of economists that are broke. The earning of money is a science. And it's a science that very few people learn. You know, 3% of our population earns 97% of all the money. And we think it's unfair, but it's, you know, it's all in harmony with the law. The laws control everything in our life. It controls the whole universe. And when we understand uh, how these laws work and then apply it to the earning of money or relationships or your health, uh, we start to live an abundant life. I think we're God's highest form of creation, but we don't act like we are. Einstein, I think, put it really well. He said, the intuitive mind is a sacred gift. And he said, the rational mind is an obedient servant. He said, we have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift. Mm. Our higher faculties, we don't learn anything about that in school. So we go by what we hear, see, smell, taste, touch. The outside world is in control of us. And I believe that that's our only problem. And when we start to understand that and correct it, we can begin living the life we want. Well, you know what's funny is, and I think even if we, you look at as rudimentary as it is, the cartoons that our kids watch, and even I remember watching Daffy Duck, and then the rich one was Scrooge McDuck. And I look at, you know, as I've acquired some wealth in my life along the way and associated with a few wealthy people, some of them almost look like Scrooge McDuck to me. They almost act like him. And I think to myself, I don't want to be that way. I want to be, you know, I want to just be Donald Duck. I just want to be just, you know, waddling my way through life, enjoying my life, helping others. And so I, I think that so much of what we, what we really need to do is to come to grips with who we are, what we want out of life. And I think that's a lot of what you do, the essential principles, you know, I mean, people forget about virtues and values and principles and they're just living and eating and drinking and consuming and in just mass quantities and we can't get enough of life. And I just look at this and I think, man, there's got to be a better way. And I did that as a young man. And it's probably because of my upbringing, but I think that even if you don't have a great upbringing, the day that you come across a man like Bob Proctor or 
you meet people that have virtues, values, principles that have a shine or a good aura about them. If you aren't touched and that doesn't wake up something inside of you, then you're never going to achieve it anyway. You know, my good friend Les Brown said there's two important days in your life, the day you're born and the day you decide why you were born. And I think that's right. You know, you were talking about Scrooge McDuck. I think we're left with the idea that rich people aren't happy, that wealthy people aren't happy. And, of course, that's not true. Some of them are laughing. Earning money or having money has nothing to do with being happy. You could be uh, the poorest person on the planet from a financial perspective and be one of the happiest. You could be one of the wealthiest and be one of the unhappiest. But you could also be one of the wealthiest and be one of the happiest. You could also be poor and be very unhappy. It has nothing to do with earning money or having money. All right, hang tight. We're going to finish this on the other side of the break. We're talking with Bob Proctor, and this is going to be a special show. I'm Alan Taylor. We'll be right back. Bob, we were having a great conversation there on the other side of the break. Um, this this Art of Living book that just came out, everybody, also uh, at bookstores everywhere or bobproctor.com. Uh, also, I noticed you have a website out there, asamanthinketh.com. I love the title. I cannot wait to dive into it. Tell us about that. Well, As a Man Thinketh was a book that was written in 1903 by a obscure Englishman, James Allen. And it's probably one of the best books I've ever read. In fact, if I'm asked one of the three best books, that's one of them, always. As a man thinks, it's a little book. You could read the thing in uh, probably in an hour. But I've been reading it now since 1967. I'll probably never finish reading it. I recommend it to everybody. It's written in Old English, so it's a little difficult to read maybe the first time, but then you become addicted to it and you love the way he writes and he really teaches us about life and it's so simple and how the whole universe is orderly we attract everything into our life there's information in the book that when we read it it makes sense but we don't really know it because we're never taught we're not taught how our life works how can we make it better why are these things happening how can i take control over my life because we do have a marvelous mind, and he teaches us how, how to use it. The last chapter of the book, I have recommended to anybody that will listen to me, if they would take the last chapter and write it out by hand every day for 30 days. It's only four small pages, and it's on serenity. He starts, calmness of mind is one of the beautiful jewels of wisdom. It's the result of long and patient effort and self-control. Mm. Well, you know, If a person takes control over their mind, they take control over their relationships, their health, their wealth, the business, everything. We are a group of people that has been trained and programmed to react to life rather than respond to life. As a Man Thinketh is a classic. It's one of the classics. It's a little book everybody should have. It's been around for a long time. Wow. Wow, that's great. All right, so I have now taken my highlighter, and I've said, get this book. So that's next for me. You have a book out, The ABCs of Success, The Essential Principles from America's Greatest Prosperity Teacher. That is you. Can you walk us through a few of these ABCs? Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you and I here on this show, 
want to teach people some of your teachings. So if you don't mind, I'd love to get some of those ABCs all the way. Go to Z if you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we talk about the ABCs of success, we're talking about the basic fundamentals to live right. Thinking would be one of them. And we are given the ability to choose our thoughts. But very few people do. Most people's thinking is controlled by the newspaper, the radio, the TV, and we become little robots that uh, the media controls. We let other people's opinion control us. We let the economy control us. And this is silly because thinking is the highest function that we're capable of. And we can think anything we want. Victor Frankl was a Viennese psychiatrist, spent the war years in a concentration camp. He said, regardless of the intellectual or physical abuse we're subjected to, no one can cause us to think something we don't want to think. And all of the great teachers go right back to Solomon. You know, you're taught, as a person thinketh in their heart, so are they. Every one of them has told us that we become what we think about. So if we look at our, our life and we say we can change that, well, that's where we start. You have self-image. You have an image of yourself, you know. And that image was built before you even had the ability to think. You were programmed by the people around you. You're programmed genetically and then environmentally. But we can take and change that image. I changed my image around 55 years ago, and my whole life changed. Hmm. But I didn't change it by accident. I changed it by design because I was taught through excellent mentors and authors of how to go about that. So the ABCs of success is the basic ideas all the way through the book. And it's all information that I've used. It's not something that I wonder if it'll work. It's not something from a philosophy class I learned in school. These are things that I have done. I know it works. And if it works for one person, it'll work for any person. <laughs> My mother-in-law, God rest her soul, just passed away. It's been two years ago. And she used to say to me this one thing. She'd say, this I know. And she'd look at me with such conviction that I knew that I was not going to <laughs> challenge that because she absolutely, without a question or a shadow of a doubt, was, was you know, she th that was it. That's called conviction, I think. And the other thing is, I, I want to tell you that a friend of mine, he says to me uh, one time we were talking about business, and, and I made mistakes earlier in life in business, and he says, you know what, a leopard doesn't change its spots. And I remember looking him right in the eye and I said, yes, but I am a man. I'm not an animal and I'm not a leopard. We'll take a break. We're going to come back with more of Bob Proctor. He is America's greatest prosperity teacher, and I can see why they call him that. Hopefully you guys are seeing that, too. We'll be right back. And Bob Proctor is our special guest for the whole hour today. You know, to me, this is all just beautiful. I'm learning so much, and I appreciate so much of what you're saying here today. It is now time to learn a little bit more about this six minutes each day that we can do, the six minutes to success. And if, Bob, you could just expand upon that a little bit, hopefully we can all try this and find success on our own. Six minutes to success. Talk about it, Bob. Well, six minutes to success. I really believe if we start the day off right, you know, it generally goes pretty good. And... I come up with an idea. I didn't come up. Somebody else came up with the idea and gave it to me, so I decided to act on it, where I make a series of videos. And every morning we send you a video, and the video contains an idea. And the idea then is designed to provoke you to think. And so you sit down for a few minutes and you think about it, what you're going to do with your day, and you take this idea and apply it to your day. It's a powerful concept. Videos 
I think have a little more impact than the written word because you're involved in different levels. And so we found it's very effective. We started it a few years ago. It's gone worldwide. And I think it's an effective way to keep your mind on the right track so you can live the life that you choose to live. So really, it's kind of the new age of life coaching, you might say. Yeah, you could say that. And it's along that line. Sure it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I really believe that if you sit down and have a serious truth session with yourself, every one of us come up with the fact that there has been someone that's had a real influence on our life. And where we call it coaching today, it might not have been called coaching 10 years, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, but everybody that does well has had someone influence them, put them on the right track. And if they did a real good job, you usually stay on that track and you keep getting better. And I believe coaching, mentoring is extremely important. I've had a half a dozen of phenomenal coaches. The first coach I had or mentor I had, I was 26 when he came into my life, changed my life like night and day. And he taught me something that I think anybody can learn from. He said, listen, my way's working. Yours is not. And it wasn't. Clearly, it wasn't. I mean, he got me to look at my results. I was unhappy, sick, and broke. He was happy, healthy, and wealthy. He said, if you do exactly what I tell you, you can have anything you want. I thought, I'll give it a whirl. I don't know why I did, but I did. Well, my whole life changed. And I sat down and I thought about it. And I have formed the habit now of going to people that get results that I want to get. I ask for direction, and then I do exactly what they tell me until I find out they're lying or they don't know what they're talking about. Now, I've been fortunate in picking six or seven people throughout my life, and they've helped me earn millions of dollars. I'm 81. I've got more energy than most people, 21. Wow. I'm flying all over the world. I have wonderful friends. I have a very successful business. So I found that this is a track that works, and it's one anybody can follow. Find someone that's getting the results you want to get, go ask them for direction, and then do exactly what they tell you, mm -hmm. which isn't always the easiest thing to do. But if you do it, there's great dividends. Mm. So in our lives, we have that one person that had that first initial awakening impact on us. Was that first person the man you just talked about there? Yeah. The first person I thought was was man was Ray Stanford. Mm-hmm. And then he introduced me to the book, Think and Grow Rich, to Napoleon Hill. Mm -hmm. Napoleon Hill introduced me to Earl Nightingale, and I could go on. I did exactly what Ray told me, and it was the first time in my life I'd ever taken direction from anyone. Tell me about your parents. Well, my father was an absentee father. I never really knew him. It was like Uncle Daddy if I did see him, and I very rarely ever saw him. My mother was a very good woman. And I think she instilled a good work ethic in me. But like most mothers, we don't listen to the advice our mothers give us. So I never really did much until I was 26. And it's not because she didn't try. She certainly did. But I wouldn't listen, you know. Mm -hmm. But she was an excellent person, a really a good woman. What was your first job? My first job was delivering groceries in a wagon, <laughs> pulling the wagon. 
up a hill. It was not easy work. <laughs> My first job was a flower delivery boy. It lasted one day, and all I wanted to do was drive. I was 16 years old, and when they had me deliver flowers to a funeral, there was a casket up on the stage, and they said, take this big thing of flowers and put it up on that casket, and there was a spotlight. The whole church was was dark, except the spotlight on the casket, so I went up there, and I laid it down, and looked down, and there was a, sadly, there was a dead woman in the casket. Scared the hell out of me. I ran all the way home, left the truck sitting there idling. My, my <laughs> parents got a phone call. Where's your kid? Where's our truck? And I just was like in my room under my covers. I was like, there was the first dead person I ever saw, so, oh my gosh, that first job had such an impact on me. I don't even know what to tell yeah. you. Let me take another break here. We're coming back. Bob, you're, you're so much fun. He is America's greatest prosperity teacher. He is Bob Proctor. You can find out all about him at bobproctor.com. And uh, he has several great books out there, obviously. You can find all of them at his website. But his newest one just came out December 29th, The Art of Living. He is coaching us today and teaching us some of the essential principles. Oh, well, that's his other book, ABCs of Success, The Essential Principles from America's Greatest Prosperity Teacher. You know what I love about you so far, Bob, in meeting you for the first time literally right here on the radio, is that you are a man of values and virtues, and, and I'm sure, even though we haven't gotten there, a lot of this is also faith. Are you a man of faith? You must be. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. If um, you have no faith, you are a sinking ship, baby. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, like, it, it, at some point, that, that is the light that is the lamp under your feet to help you to continue yeah. moving forward. So no matter what kind of religion people are these days, whether it be Christian, Jewish, whatever it might be, I have so many friends. I have one friend that's an atheist, and I and I, he, he says to me, I, mean, I don't believe in it. I said, you know what? You're a liar. Because you are a godly man, and I don't care whatever you want to call it, you are a man of principle. And me, and this guy and I have been friends for 15 years. He tells me he's an atheist. I've never met a guy. It's so I always felt sorry for them. They I died. Did. They're all dressed up. They have nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, me too. But it's so funny because he's a, he's a man of principle, and so yeah. you know. But he's he's missing that one little element, which is the acknowledgement, right? So we'll go on to uh, now. Let's talk about uh, Proctor Gallagher Institute, which is really this is this is the big deal, right? Well, it's a big deal to me. It's where I spend my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> Proctor Gallagher Institute it was Life Success Productions for many, many years. And a lady came to our seminar back in 2006. She was an extremely successful banking attorney. She would buy and sell banks, merge banks, turn them public. But we were teaching information that she had never heard. And she was very bright. She graduated from university as a top banking lawyer in the United States. That was about 20 years prior to that. And she was fascinated with the information that we were teaching because in all her formal education, she had never learned what we were teaching. We were showing people how to really take control of their life and live the way they want. And so she began studying all of our material, and then she wanted to make a program with me, which we ended up doing. She ended up becoming a partner in the company. She owns half this company. And she runs it. She's the president, chief executive officer of the company, Sandra Gallagher. And she's absolutely brilliant. Mm. And our company's involved worldwide of helping people develop their higher faculties, really understand who they are. And we're pretty philanthropic with what we do. We build schools in Africa. 
We build a school every two and a half weeks through the Unstoppable Foundation. Our goal is to build a school every day. It costs about $25,000 to build a school, and that feeds and nourishes, keeps them healthy, a few hundred kids. It's awesome. So it's, it's something we're very involved in in education from a business perspective and then from a philanthropic perspective. You know, Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Now, when you say the word institute, also, because bobproctor.com, but uh, proctorgallagherinstitute.com, are the teachings all there as well? Of, of, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, they're all there. Everything's there. Everything that we've done. Now, I've been studying this seriously, worked with some of the largest companies in the world for the past 50 years. I've been studying for 55 years. Mm. And when my whole life changed, Alan, and I went from being broke to becoming a millionaire in a relatively short period of time, and I had absolutely no idea of how it happened. I'd been raised to believe if you're going to earn a lot of money, you've got to be really smart. I knew I wasn't very smart, but I was earning a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I was raised to believe if you don't go to school, you can't do well in business. I hadn't gone to school, and I wasn't doing well. I owned the whole company. <laughs> we operated in seven cities and three countries. And so... I had to ask myself, how did this happen? And I started to study it, and I've never stopped. And when I figured it out, it took me about nine and a half years. All I wanted to do was teach it, and that's what we do. We teach people how to take control of their life. may sound a little hokey, but it's very, very effective. No, Bob, it does not sound hokey, just so you know. It does well, you know, Alan, I just got off the phone with a very good friend of mine. I met him a few years ago. I said, well, what would you really want? He said, I want to earn millions of dollars, and I said, i show you how to do that, and I have. And I said, what else do you want? He said, I want to win an Oscar. He's a producer. I showed him how to do that. And this guy is very, very successful, and he's following these simple principles. Right. And I believe you can have anything you want if you follow the laws that govern our being. Yeah. You talked about faith a little earlier. There's only one God, one plan, one unfoldment, and our problem is ignorance. We just don't understand. And it's something we never study. We don't realize our relationship to the whole scheme of things. We're creative beings. We're God's highest form of creation. And it's not a matter of religion. Religion, I think, has messed things up to some degree. I agree. It's a, it's a matter of understanding your spiritual essence. Like our spiritual DNA is perfect. There's perfection within every one of us. And the spiritual perfection is attempting to express itself with and through us. So when we fall in love, I see the law as God's modus operandi. Werner von Braun was asked by John Kennedy, you know, what it would take to build a rocket to carry a man to the moon and back safely to Earth. And he answered him in five words. He said, the will to do it. He said, the natural laws of this universe are so precise that we don't have any difficulty building spaceships, sending people to the moon, and we can time the landing with the precision of a fraction of a second. I think we should stop and take a look at our life. This is the beginning of the year. It's a great time to start because our mind is programmed to live by that calendar to a certain degree. And we can have anything we want if we would spend our time thinking of how we will and not whether we can or not. You can do anything. And all the great goals that have been reached, when the people set them as goals, they had no idea how they were going to do it. They just knew they were going to do it. <laughs> if you're setting goals to do something you already know how to do, you're going sideways. <laughs> You've got to wander into the unknown and really pull the best out of yourself. I agree. We're talking with Bob Proctor, uh, bobproctor.com. I'm Alan Taylor. Good stuff. One more segment. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Alan Taylor, and today we're talking with Bob Proctor. With all of these success stories, at the end of the day, if you look at 
Steve Jobs, a tremendous success, but with all the money in the world, you cannot buy life and you cannot buy happiness. So at the end of the day, we ought to probably read a book called The Art of Living so that we can take advantage of it. Like I said at the beginning of the show, somebody on Facebook said, you know, what are your goals for 2016? I said to live because I'm just happy being alive. I want to try and make myself better every day, perfect myself every day a little bit more. The Art of Living is your new book. just came out a couple of days ago. Tell us about it. Well, The Art of Living is uh, it's the essence of what I have learned and have been teaching for the past 50 years. It's no secret that we've got potential that is being squandered. We've got infinite potential locked up within us. And living is an art. It's something magnificent as well. And what we want to do is begin living the way we really want to live. What do I want to make of my life? What am I going to do with the next 365 days? And, you know, whatever you decide on, just keep your eye focused on that, and you're going to get there. A great author one time said the only obstacle that we have is weakness of attention and poverty of imagination. Wow. So if we want to really live, we can turn living into an, an art, something beautiful. And we've got potential to burn. We've got higher faculty. We have perception, the will, intuition, imagination, memory, and, and uh, reason. And these are all higher faculties, and we can learn how to use these higher faculties to create what we want. Like there's no one that's more creative than another. Creativity is the spirit that's flowing through us, properly directed. And it's just some that use their creative abilities more than others. You're using it in the, in the shows that you're producing, plus the other things you're doing. Well, we can do whatever we make up our mind to do. The trick is to sit down and think, how do I want to live for the next 365 days? And let's set some ambitious targets and then get busy and make it happen. And quit spending time on reasons why they can't happen, on the conditions and circumstances that can hold you back. Just don't spend time with that. We can't change the conditions or circumstances in our life, but we can change our perception of them. We can change the way we look at them, the way we think about them. And thinking is something we can choose for ourselves. No one can cause us to think something we don't want to think. So it's a matter of looking at the upside of things, like the glass is half full. And that's the way we want to form our attitudes and live our life, I believe. I love it. I love it. All right, here's one last question for you. For you, 81 years old, Bob Proctor, what is the one thing that you are the most proud of, of the accomplishments throughout your entire life now? I think the thing I'm the most proud of is I've learned that it's all about giving. No one ever became poor by giving. I read that the other day. It's about giving and giving in every area of your life. Emerson said the law of cause and effect is the law of laws. Whatever you put out is going to come back. I never have to worry about what I'm going to get. I focus on how can I give more? How can I help this person? How can I help that person? And I think that's one of the greatest things I've learned. I've become a very generous person, not by accident, by design. And it's part of my being. And it's, uh, it's rewarded me with a wonderful life. I, love I just it. have a great life. I love it. And I think that uh, you are a wonderful example of a man that I will now follow your teachings and learn from you because all this makes perfect sense to me. I have not found a single stitch of anything that I haven't agreed with. And you have been an absolute delight to have on the show. Bob Proctor, everybody. Bob, thank you for spending this time with us. I'm Alan Taylor. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I'm 